The friends and partners of Kevin Inman Ministries present Contenders Radio with Pastor Kevin Inman. Pastor Kevin is committed to equipping you to earnestly contend for the faith. For more information on Pastor Kevin and Contenders Radio, please visit our website at www.kevininman.org. That's www.kevininman.org. Hello and welcome to another edition of Contenders Radio. I'm your host, Kevin Inman, and today we're talking about peace, specifically uh, how to have peace, how to be anxious for nothing. In fact, I think today, as any day, peace is needed and necessary. I think it's sought after. I think it's wrongly sought after by the world. In fact, there can be no true lasting peace in the world. Those who are outside of Christ have no hope for any sort of lasting peace. I guess there are moments of peace, momentary peace, but real peace, lasting peace, is elusive to those who are outside of Christ. But for those of us who are inside Christ, those of us who are in Christ as Christians, peace is possible. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. So we're going to be in the book of Philippians, Philippians chapter 4. Doing biblical counseling with church members and others, this is a go-to passage for me. And just for my personal sanity, this is a go-to passage for me. In Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 9, the Apostle Paul tells us really the secret to, to have this lasting peace. It is possible as long as we have the right resource and that resource is available to us in Christ. That resource is Christ himself. And so let's talk about this. And so in Philippians chapter 4, I want to start out just today reading this passage, Philippians 4, verses 6 through 9. And then we'll talk about how we can have this lasting peace. And so the Word of God says this, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence or anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Now, here's Paul writing to the brethren, to the Christians, to the church, and Paul is writing from a very plush, luxurious resort. This is a, a beachfront resort. He is there uh, sipping on the finest of, of, of fruit juices and uh, uh, just basking in the sun. You know, that is not at all what is happening here. Uh, that is is far from the truth. Paul is writing, if you'll remember, the book of Philippians was is one of those prison epistles, one of those letters he wrote, he penned from the prison. And uh, this is, is a time um, when many would be discouraged, disillusioned. We would fret, we would worry, we would fear. Our anxiety level would likely be through the roof. But the Apostle Paul is in the midst of persecution. He's in the midst of turmoil. He is in chains for the gospel, in chains for Christ. And he writes 
to us about how to have peace. And so what we need to understand here then is that peace is available regardless of the circumstance that we find ourselves in. We we need to remember that. And, and you know, the world is is seemingly spinning rapidly out of control and from from the human standpoint from the from the human viewpoint it is spinning out of control uh, governments are 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 exceeding the bounds of of the law in many cases there is lawlessness in the streets even here in america uh, family problems government problems there are educational problems there are, there are problems in our churches there are there are men of god who are who are giving in to temptation there are others who who appear to be men of god who are wolves in sheep's clothing i mean there there are all sorts of things that are happening today and and if we did not have our feet firmly planted in the word of god and and have our hope in jesus we would also be daily just just at battle with this notion of of any sort of peace and just just looking and longing and so so I, I recognize that this is an epidemic for us, even in the church and and just personally the struggle with with health and and with the the, the, the issues that I'm facing there just this this peace is a it is it is a constant reminder for me that peace is necessary it's needed but what i'm reminded in god's word is that it is it is available to us and it's not something that is to be elusive it, it is absolutely available to us and and we see here the remedy the antidote how we can have it you can call it a prescription if you will um this is a prescription for peace and so how can we as paul writing from prison how can we with health issues how can we when we're facing relational issues when we've lost a job when when there's more month past our bank account how how do we have peace in the midst of those things well paul tells us very plainly first of all he tells us several things in these few verses in verses six through nine and so let me let me give them to you this way in verse six we see step one how about that here's our prescription step one he says, don't worry. He says, be anxious for nothing. And that's an imperative, which means it's a command to us. And so we're commanded to not worry. So for a Christian to worry, to fret, what that's showing is that that is a, a lack of trust in God's wisdom, a lack of trust in his sovereignty and his power. We, we have to realize that when we fret and worry, when we have fear and worry and anxiety, for a Christian, that is sin. That's wrong of us because we're commanded not to be that way. We're commanded not to worry. So the first step is to not worry. And you may be thinking, well, okay, thanks a lot there. I would love not to worry. And so you're just going to tell me not to worry and everything's going to be okay? Well, that's sort of what I just did. <laughs> but listen, it, it, I, I know there's more to it. And as we make our way through these steps, you'll see how we can accomplish this. But the command is there to not worry. And so since it's a command, it means that it's doable. It's attainable for us in Christ. We can live up to this commandment. And so, so step one is to realize that we do not have to worry because we're commanded not to worry. So don't worry. He says, be anxious for nothing. So there's the command. And so secondly, we see how we can do that. So be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Let your request be made known to God. So the second step is to pray rightly, to pray rightly. We need to pray. So through prayer and supplication and everything, not just for, you know, the good things, the easy things, but, but we're to pray about everything and we're to pray rightly. 
to pray uh, in prayer, by prayer, and supplication. Now, now supplication is, is just another word for prayer, and, and, and I guess more specifically, supplication would be pleading for, for pardon, for mercy, or, or, or compassion. That's one, one common way we look at this ideal of supplication, but it is, again, it is prayer to God. It's, it's, it's just that, that pleading for, for compassion. So we're, we're pleading unto God. And so if we're not to worry, if we're to step one, not worry, and if we're going to have that peace, then, then we have to pray rightly. And to pray rightly, to pray, to, to have this supplication, to, to, to do this rightly, we have to pray that God's will would be done. We have to pray the disciples' prayer. I know it's often referred to here as something different, but in in Matthew, Jesus teaches his disciples how to pray. We call it the Lord's Prayer, but I believe the Lord's Prayer is found in John chapter 17, where where Jesus is praying for his disciples in what is commonly called the Lord's Prayer in Matthew. uh, Jesus is teaching his disciples how to pray. And so in, in that teaching, he, he says in Matthew chapter 6, in relation to prayer, he says to pray then this way, our Father who, who art in heaven or who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so, so when we pray right, what we're praying is that God's will would be done. And oftentimes, if, if we were honest, we would have to admit that our will, well, it's just that it's ours, it's not God's. And so our will should align up with God's will. And so if we're to, if we're to pray rightly, to pray about everything, then we have to pray according to his will, asking for his will to be done. Now, now it's helpful to remember where we started with Paul in prison, writing from prison about how to be, how to have peace, and 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 how to have this peace of God, which will which will uh, surpass all comprehension, all understanding, and and this peace that will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. How how do we have that? Well, Paul's writing about that very thing from prison. He's not, at least here, he's not praying that God would release him and and make his life easy. In the midst of his circumstances and trials, in the midst of the situation he finds himself in, he's praying that God's will would be done, to be anxious for nothing. He goes on to say in this, in this chapter in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Folks, w- when, we, when we pray rightly, we're, we're, we're praying that, that God would be glorified in whatever situation we find ourselves in. And, and so here as we pray, we're praying, we're praying right, not just to get out of, out of the situation, out of the harm, out of harm's way, not just for ease or for comfort, but we're praying that God would have his way that God would have his way through us. And so he commands us to be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, make our requests be made known to God. So we pray to God rightly that his will would be done and and not our will. So that's what we do. If if we're not going to worry, which we're commanded not to, then we have to pray right. Next, we have to think right. It says the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. And, and, and if you look on at verse 8, it says this, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence or anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. So don't worry by thinking or rather by praying right, but also by thinking right. I have to think about the right things, the true things. 
the honorable things, the right things, the pure, lovely, the things of good reputation, the things that are excellent, the things that are worthy of praise, and, and not just casually think upon them, but to dwell, as it says. And that's a, another command, to dwell on these things. So I have to think right. If I'm going to have peace with God, I have to stop worrying by praying right, by thinking right. I have to think right. Thinking rightly. Oftentimes our minds are so quickly to go to evil, to go to the dark places, the unpure things, the the dishonorable, the false things. But we are to think about the true, honorable, right, and pure things, the lovely things, the things of good reputations, the 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 of good repute, of good repute. Excuse me, the things that are excellent and praiseworthy. Those are the things that we're to think about, and not just to think lightly, but to dwell, to live there, to abide there with our mind. Our mind needs to dwell, to to go over to ruminate over and over and over on these things that's what we're to do we're to make our mind be upon those things always dwelling on those things so so what what we see here is is the apostle paul giving some advice and 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 some thought here to how we can obey this command to to be anxious to to for nothing to 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 not worry yeah he he's not commanding us to to be anxious if there was a period right there that would be easy wouldn't it be anxious okay done i'm anxious right now no he's telling us to be anxious for nothing not to worry and so in doing that as he's as he's telling us those kinds of things to think about folks we we need to pay attention we need to think. We need to make sure our mind is in the right place. And, 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 and we, know, we know how important this is. We know that our mind is such a battleground. Our mind is such a battleground. Paul, talking uh, to the church in Rome, he says, I urge you, brethren, uh, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living and holy sacrifices, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship, and, and not to be conformed to the pattern of this world, but to be transformed. And how? He says, to be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. See, we're to, we're to change our thinking. Our thinking has to change. We're to be renewed in our mind. And friends, I, I, I'm telling you that when we think about heavenly things, our lives begin to change. It does. As our mind goes, so goes our living. So we need to set our mind on things above. I'm reminded of Colossians chapter 3 here. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 1. Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And verse 2 is, is the key. Set your mind on things above, not on earthy things, not on the things of the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So if, if I'm to have the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, and, and that's the goal, that's what we want. One, don't worry. Two, pray right. Three, think rightly by thinking on those good things, by setting our minds on the things above. And then uh, the next step here is to live right. And that's what we just said. As our mind goes, so goes our living. We're to practice. We're to live out these things that we're, that we're praying, the things that we're thinking. 
And and again, this is this is something that that I believe the longer we're in Christ, the more we begin to understand just how much our living, our actions, our words, even uh, and, and the things we say, the things we do, how closely tied they are to our mind. As we think, so we do. As the mind goes, so goes the living. So go goes the speech. Um, we have to think rightly so we can live rightly. But we must live rightly. We are we are to to put into practice the things that we received and heard and seen in um, in 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 Paul's telling us in in him. He's he's telling these Christians in Philippi to 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 put those things into practice. And and so for us, we we don't see Paul. We don't hear him speaking audibly to us now. But we have his word here. We have his example, his testimony, and and we we have the word of God, which is where his testimony is found. Obviously, but we're to practice those things. We're to live out the things of God. And so to practice those things, to, 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 to do them, we, we, we rehearse them daily and every day. We, we, we don't take off in living for God. We don't get to take our, our, our Christianity off and set it aside and, and put it up in the locker like after a game. No, our whole life, every single day, we're, we're living out for the glory of God or for our glory or the glory of someone else. But as a Christian who, who has been bought at a price, and we're, we're to honor God with our bodies. Our bodies no longer belong to us, and so we, we have to practice living rightly, and so we do. We, we live it out. We live out our Christianity. Paul is telling them that then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds. Will, uh, he says in verse 9, the, the God of peace will be with you as we do those things. And so, folks, as we stop worrying by praying right, by thinking rightly, by living rightly, that result then is the peace of God will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. His peace will be with us. And that's what we're seeking. We're seeking to have the peace of God. That's, that's what we're after. That's what we want, that peace of God which surpasses all understanding. It's that same peace that allowed Jesus himself to sleep in a boat as the wind and the waves overcame that vessel. The disciples were beside themselves saying, don't you care that we're about to perish? And what does Jesus do? He, he says, peace to those elements, to the wind, to the waves, peace. And folks, that's the same God who, who tells us to be at peace, to, to be anxious for nothing. And that peace that surpasses understanding, that peace that allows us to be in the midst of job loss, in the midst of financial ruin, in the midst of, of health crisis, whatever it might be, relationally, to stand there just with our, our heart exposed and, and, and everything torn away from us and yet still be in a place of peace with God, not worrying, not anxious. That is a beautiful place to be. That is a wonderful place to be. That is a safe place to be. And it's doable for us, folks. My friends, it's doable because God says that it's doable. It's available to us, that peace that surpasses all understanding. The world, the, the world can't explain it. They can't understand it. Even some Christians find it hard to, to grasp and we we find that there is really this element of mystery to it because it's only found in Christ, but it is able to be found, my friends. It's able to be found. And this peace, it's absolutely necessary for us as as 
um, I believe it's MacArthur says that that this piece garrisons the heart and the thought life, and and what a tonic it is. He goes on to say, then in in this day of neuroses and and nervous breakdowns and tranquilizers and mental distress, this piece garrisons the heart and the thought life. And friends, that's what this world needs. This world needs Jesus. They need what, what they're seeking is peace, obviously, and that peace comes only from Jesus. They need Jesus. We need Jesus. He is the God of peace, the God of peace. And so, so friends, I want to just encourage you to, to seek peace by not worrying. And again, that sounds just like one of those, one of those you know, Captain Obvious kind of statements. Hey, you want to not worry? Then don't worry. But that's exactly what Jesus commands us, to be anxious for nothing. And how? By praying rightly, by thinking rightly, by living rightly. And the result is that the God of peace, that God of peace will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And also from verse 9 of Philippians 4, the God of peace will be with you. And folks, that's, that's something that I just find precious. I, I, I admit, I find it precious. And that may sound funny to say it that way, but it's true. The longer I struggle with uh, Lyme disease and, and, and the co-infections that, that have come along with that as my immune system has been uh, just ravaged. I find peace in God in a way that I have, honestly, I've never found before. It's amazing that God can bring storms into our life and use those storms and through those storms, with those storms, show us at just not just how good he is, of course he is, but, but he shows us how we can be at peace in the midst of those things. God is good, friends, and I pray that you know him. And, and, and if you don't, I, I implore you to go to your Bible, read the Gospel of John as God reveals himself therein. Spend some time here in Philippians and, and see how Paul can, can encourage these Christians from a jail cell to, to be right with God and to be at peace with God. Read First John. It's a very short epistle at the, near the end of, of a Bible. And if you are in need of a Bible, I'm sure you could find a local church and they would give you one. And if you can't, then, then reach out to me through our website and, and I will help get a Bible to you. I will do what I can to see that that would happen. But friends, you need Jesus. We all need Jesus. And so I implore you, implore you to seek peace with God by turning from your sins, by, by repenting. That's turning from your sins. It comes by way of repentance, to forsake our sins, to acknowledge that, that we, are, we are not good. The Bible tells us in Romans 3.10, there's none good, not one, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But it goes on to tell us that the gift of God, we see in Romans, the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Why? Because God demonstrates his love for us, as Romans 5, 8 tells us, at just the right time. While we were sinners, Christ died for our sins. And so what do we need to do? We need to confess Jesus. We need to believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead and proclaim with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. And the Bible says we will be saved for whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. And friends, you will never find peace outside of a saving relationship with God. And it's not by works, lest any man boast. It's a gift of God, for by grace we have been saved through faith, through faith. So friends, as we sign off today, I implore you, seek the peace of God that comes from a right relationship with God, and then stop worrying, think right, 
pray right, or rather pray right, think right, and live right. God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast of Contenders Radio with Pastor Kevin Inman. For more information on this or other broadcasts, please log on to our website, contendersradio.com. That's contendersradio.com. You can also find us on the web at kevininman.org. That's kevininman.org. There you will find podcast episodes, blog posts, study helps, and more. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks again for listening. And may God bless you in your pursuit of the truth.